It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025U Rock and the Rocking M app. Cruising along on a Thursday morning. Glad you're with us. Once again, a cool start to today. 50 degrees on our way to a high of 62. And once again, be aware of all the high winds that we could be having out here on the high plains. Some dirt and stuff flowing as well, or blowing around as well. So be prepared for all that. We welcome into the show our guest today. That's uh, Shreyas Lada. Covers the Kansas Jayhawks for the Kansas City Star. Shreyas, good morning. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing good. Been a busy week for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a, a very chaotic week. <laughs> I would say so. I would say. Let's let's start right first and foremost with the big news yesterday. Kansas basketball gets kind of a, a period, a finality to this whole investigation that's been going on for over a half a dozen years. I think a lot of people thought, judging by what's happened previously to other schools, it probably wouldn't be anything super, super bad. Uh but KU still gets a little bit of a slap on the wrist. What are your thoughts on the punishment that was laid down for Kansas's uh, discretions that they had back in 2017? I mean, honestly, the fact that they didn't get a postseason ban, obviously I didn't think that was going to happen. But that, you know, a six-year investigation, and it comes out, there's no more self-suspension, no more counts of suspension. Uh, just, you know, you, you have to take away the banner, or 2017-2018 uh, Final Four banner. And some wins, which is unfortunate, but, you know, I think Kansas comes out on top as well as they could have at this point. I mean, Self said he accepted the punishment, so did Goff. Uh, they said they appreciated the uh, IARP uh, being so, you know, thorough and, and, you know, willing to listen and all that. Um, so I think it was probably as ideal of an outcome as you could want. Obviously, it's tough to lose the Final Four banner uh, and some wins, and now you're behind Kentucky again. But, you know, it, it's Kansas. They'll be right back to it, you know, soon enough, probably this year in the Final Four. And who knows, if they win enough games, they can take over Kentucky again. I know you're not a Kansas grad. You know, you're a Georgia guy. And so I'm kind of curious when you see, and it doesn't have to be Kansas. It could be Louisville. It could be other programs. When you see what happens to these blue blood programs and the punishments or lack thereof that they get, what's your thoughts on that just personally? As someone who, you know, you cover a team but you're not a fan of, how would you describe your, your feelings of how these all have gone down? I mean, I'm a little indifferent in the sense, in the sense of like, you know, I kind of expect these kind of programs because Georgia football probably has done a lot of what Kansas has done. Honestly, we just don't hear about it. I mean, like getting paid, uh, you know, having a lot of what these schools were alleged to have happened, you know, whether it was Kansas or Louisville or Memphis or whoever, so much of that stuff is illegal nowadays, you know? And, and I think the fact that, you know, it took six years for the IARP to make a decision tells you, I think they've probably even felt like, hey, like the stuff that we're allegedly punishing Kansas for or some of these other schools for, a lot of that stuff is legal now. So how much of that doesn't really matter, you know? Um, and I'm not saying it's like fully legal, but it's as close as to what, you know, some of the things that allegedly happened with Kansas and some other schools. So um, I think, you know, I maybe I'd feel differently if I went to a smaller school, but I, I don't presume to act like Georgia is holier than thou. And I presume 
they're probably doing the same thing for football and maybe even basketball. Shreyas Lada, our guest here on the Morning Blitz, talking Kansas basketball. and I mean, it's so funny when they say take down the banner. I mean, it's not like you can go back and wipe the memories of people that were at the Final Four. They know what happened. I just find that so funny to, to see that when they say take down the banner. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I mean, you can't take away what, you know, the memories of the fans they had, the teachers they had, all that, you know. It, it's just uh, interesting. Hey, are, do you like men? Have you, you've seen Men in Black, right? Yeah, so you need, they need to have the neuralizer. That's what they need. They need the neuralizer to go back and say, you know, you never, want, you never were at this Final Four. You never got it done. You don't get these wins. That'd be pretty funny, wouldn't it, if they had a neuralizer for that? It would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure is a lot of... Well, once again, it, it, you bring up such a phenomenal point, and it's been brought up many times before by other people, is that, you know, what they did is now pretty much legal, so how can you throw the wrench at some of them that's now as legal? It's, it's, it's very, very silly. I want to transition into recruiting. The Jayhawks picked up a, another big piece. They seem to be riding high in recruiting. They picked up a a, a number two guard or a, a shooting guard in Rakees Passmore here over this past weekend. Uh, I tell you, they just Bill Self just continues to be recruiting at an extremely high level this 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 this, this, this class, I should say. Yeah, he's he's had a tremendous between Flory and LeBaron and now Passmore. They've that done, done a tremendous job. I think they're not done yet. You know, they, they have a couple of roster spots still left, especially with guys graduating and stuff like that in the, in the next few years. Uh, so I think they'll probably add one or two more guys from the portal, it looks like. Uh, I, I think it's interesting because Rakeez is such a, um, you know, a athletic, strong wing. Uh, he is incredible in transition. He's a guy that can kind of, you know, go coast to coast with ease. Uh, I'm curious to see who they target next. I think they might try to get a shooter or two because I don't think they have that in the class yet. But um, Bill Self is, uh, you know, the, the a guy who's on top of his game, I feel like, uh, this summer. What about uh, this year's team? Uh, we did see the news come down of what, we know a few weeks ago our Terrier Morris was let go from the program. Uh, we've got the details on why that happened here yesterday. What's your thoughts on this year's team as they kind of start piecing it together to get ready for the season? Uh, what have you heard recently about kind of them getting together and getting to work? I mean, I think they're tremendous. I've heard really good things about uh, different players. Johnny Furphy has been a great, uh, you know, teammates and coaches have braved about him uh, throughout kind of uh, this onset period uh, I think this team you know even without Arterio on the uh, the team is by and far as large the best team in the country and in a way obviously you know with the Arterio pending criminal investigation and all that I'm not going to really talk about that as the person who's been in the forefront of a lot of that um, you know on the basketball side of things it, it probably cleared up some minutes for a guy like Omako Jackson who people think we're going to be a top 10, top 15 lottery pick in the NBA draft next year. Uh, Nick Timberlake, who's a tremendous shooter. And Johnny Furphy, who's a guy that can play the two or the three, uh, is very athletic, good shooter. Um, and, you know, those three guys are all battling for that two, three-guard spot, uh, two-guard spot, really. And uh, I'm really curious to see who wins out because I think the other four positions are kind of set in stone with the one at the one. KJ at the four, Hunter Dickinson at the five, Kevin McCullough at the three. 
Before I let you go, I want to get to football. It's been a great start to this year, you know, sitting at 5-1, and one, and they've done it without really Jalen Daniels. Uh, what's the latest on him? Are, is he, you think he'll ever get back to being in in, in somewhat of his, of his typical playing shape? Because, boy, it, it just seems like this year has kind of almost been lost for the Big 12 Offensive Preseason Player of the Year. I mean, I hope so, because I think Kansas' feeling is so much higher with Jalen. And, and no disrespect to Jason B. He's done a good job of, you know, playing his game. And, and you know, now after the Texas game, he's he settled down. And, you know, you can pass the ball a ton against UCF, but the run game did its job. But I think Kansas really needs Jalen back when, you know, hopefully, ideally, you get him back after the bye when they face Oklahoma. Because that, that game is a game that Kansas that can upset or has at least has a slight chance of an upset if Jalen is the one playing instead of Jason. Uh, so I'm curious to see what happens there. I know they have been very, very cautious. He hasn't practiced, I don't think, this week. Last week he didn't practice. They kept him at the side out of extreme caution. So it seems like they're taking it super seriously because they realize the severity of what it might be and also the idea that they know uh, what Jalen Daniels could be and what he is for the Kansas football team. So why not? Why rush it uh, with how good they are? Shreyas Lada, our guest. A couple more for you here. The running game for Kansas has been, I mean, it's been good the previous in Lance Leipold's tenure, but it feels like this year it is really good. I mean, they ran for almost 400 yards last week. I mean, what is making this offense click in the run game even without Jalen Daniels under center? I mean, the offensive line has done a tremendous job this year. It feels like they have created some big holes, and these running backs are so quick, so adapt, and shifty at, you know, kind of just bursting through the seams. Uh, you know, I, I, I do a film breakdown. I do a weekly film breakdown with former team quarterback Carter Stanley. And he, he, he gave me this comparison. His former teammate, Khalil Herbert, runs very similarly and plays very similarly to Devin Neal. And I've been told uh, Khalil actually uh, talks quite a bit to Devin. They've been in touch throughout his, you know, Kansas journey, and uh, they're very close. So it, it seems that, uh, you know, overall, this between Devin Neal, Highshaw, and McDuffie, Kansas has three fantastic changes of pace running backs that give you different looks, basically. Uh, and, you know, they're almost like they play effectively off of each other. And, um, you know, Kansas... You know, running game has always been solid with those with Highshaw and Neal, but now if they're healthy and this offensive line has done a tremendous job of creating holes, I think, bigger than even last year, um, you can see why they're so good. Oklahoma State here on Saturday, 2.30 Central, kickoff time. Kansas State went down there and just got beat on a Friday night after a bye week, and I, I just, I'm still kind of blown away that that happened. I mean, is this a dangerous Watch yourself game if you're KU? I think so. I mean, OSU is not to be underestimated. Kansas hasn't beat OSU in Stillwater, I think, since 2007. That was the last win until 95 uh, in Stillwater. So, you know, obviously OSU has had Kansas' number in Stillwater. Uh, traditionally and historically, Kansas has not won a ton against OSU, period. I think they're 1-9 and nine in the last 10 games. Uh, but that last, the one win was last year. So that, that's a positive sign. Uh, I think Kansas has to go in with the mentality that against UCF is where they need to put points on the board and establish the run game early 
uh, and make sure that OSU's quarterback uh, does not get comfortable. I, I don't think he's as good as UCS QB, uh, who was obviously a little unhealthy in the game. Uh, I don't think he's as good as most of the QBs that Kansas faced up to this point. But they have two other quarterbacks that, you know, they played a lot of uh, game time up to the last couple of games. So they could always throw those guys in. Uh, so Kansas needs to establish the run game, let Bean get comfortable, uh, and use him when they need to use him. But I think the big thing is if they can get ahead and put some points on the board, I think it'll be a great service to Kansas. Shreyas Lott of the Kansas City Star. Thank you, Shreyas. Appreciate your time, my friend. Have a great rest of your week and a safe travels down to Stillwater. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Once again, great stuff there from Shreyas Lotta. Right now, Kansas, a three-point favorite on the road at Boone Pickens Stadium. Boy, We'll talk about picks tomorrow, uh, but oof, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. On the road at Boone Pickens, haven't had a lot of success there. Hmm. We'll see. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap it up with the NFL Power 5. That's next here on the Morning Blitz.